This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, I'm going to warn in advance. I may get loud. I may get <laughs> emotional. I may get angry. I may get fired up, but I'm not going to apologize for that. Firstly, I want to say thank you to the active servicemen and women and to the veterans, those of you that have served. All of our law enforcement all of our paramedics, EMTs, nurses, doctors, PAs, sheriff's departments, I said law enforcement, PDs, detective, I mean, anything I can possibly think of, thank you for your service. Uh, somebody emailed me <clears throat> the other day that was in law enforcement, a few people have, and corrections and stuff, and said, keep speaking the truth, so we appreciate your support. We're going to talk about today, and Michael's here with me, but I've got some stuff i got to get off my chest first at the very beginning of this, so Michael can cut in whenever he wants, but we're going to talk about the Afghanistan debacle. Now, <clears throat> I've thought about this, and I've seen I've watched it the whole time as it was going on, kept up on it. Then I try not to get too submerged into it because I didn't want to get angry and have things come up in my mind of other things of my experiences. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I waited to do this. And me and Michael talked about it. We decided to do it together. And I've been taking notes. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been clearing my throat. And I got some stuff to say. So I'm going to read the numbers, what we left over there, just from the little bit that I know. And if there's anything I missed, Michael, and you see you have some more information, feel free to jump in. $80 million of weapons and equipment, Humvees, that we left over there. 32 MI-17 helicopters. I'm very familiar with those helicopters. Three C-130s, 
43 MD-500 helicopters, 33 Blackhawks, which I personally flew in as the crew chief on a medevac helicopter while I was in Afghanistan, 33 of them, 23 A A-29 airplanes, 10 AC-208 airplanes, 20,000 grenades, 10,000 small arms weapons, 1,400 RPGs, get this, 10 to 15,000 night vision goggles. And the worst of all, the worst of all, 13 servicemen and women that were killed. And even more Amer American civilians. Still left. And yes. And Afghan friendlies <clears throat> that were allies. Yeah. That, that fought along with us. Yeah. One word, disaster. Literal disaster. The, the word debacle means a complete failure. That's what that word, if you look it up in the Webster's Dictionary, it means a complete failure. We're talking about the Afghanistan debacle, which was a complete failure. And our president called it a success. Mm -hmm. How do you call this a success when all this, what we just read off, because, you know, I won't get ahead of myself. Let me play a clip of, if you don't believe me, that's what he said. And I know everybody on here listening knows this stuff. Let me play a clip of his exact words when he made an announcement. To address now. Last night in Kabul, the United States ended 20 years of war in Afghanistan, the longest war in American history. We completed one of the biggest airlifts in history with more than 120,000 people evacuated to safety. Let me tell you something why he's saying in history. Because he's trying to say, as of the president, that I made this happen. Yeah. This was because of me, okay? That number is more than double what most experts thought were possible. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. No nation has been fighting overseas for 20 years. What are, what are you trying to prove here, Biden? What are you trying to say you're someone good because you did this? What nation has been in a foreign land for 20 years Yeah. and not one? What nation? Name that, Biden. Yeah. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and the ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible Let me play skill, that again. Did you hear that? Brave, had the capacity and the will and the ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, bravely, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And selfless courage of the United States military and our diplomats. Thank you. Thank you, Biden. I appreciate yeah. your little, your care for us as the military. Success is loss of $80 million in weapons and equipment, 32 helicopter, uh, MI-17 helicopters, 3 C-130s, 43 MD-500s, 33 Blackhawks, 23 18-9s, 10 208s, 20,000 grenades, 10,000 small arms, 14 RPGs, 10 to 15,000 MVGs, 13 servicemen and women, all the innocent people that were killed during this whole debacle. That is success? Yeah, it's like, it's like saying I got in a car accident, um, but we have the tires still. 
Yeah. Like it's, I, what's you, you, there's left? No, and uh, what's, what's unbelievably frustrating to me is, and I, I know the same thing for you, is that w- with everything that's gone on, he's, he's, he's trying to be positive, and I mean, I'm sure, obviously somebody's written the speech for him. To, to do some, he's reading some, it. something that's whatever number he's trying to achieve, whatever, like we did this and this record. Well, it doesn't matter. What, what, what did we do? We left all this equipment, all these people. People died. There's still civilians over there. There's still American people there. Civilians. There's, there's men and women that have been tortured. American citizens. I mean, there was like a, a woman who was pregnant, a California woman that was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She was over there. The Taliban were kicking her in the stomach. I mean, it's absolutely horrendous what what's gone on, and and for for nobody for him especially to take responsibility said we made a mistake. Nobody's saying we made a mistake. Yeah. It's um, we got we got we got it done. We got out, mm-hmm. and they want to blame Trump on this other mm-hmm. garbage. And you know, and it, you you can listen to, to Trump what he said, and there was a deal that he had, and and he and. One thing that, that I had had watched of him and talking talking to the head of the Taliban when Trump made his deal that they were going to leave by May first mm-hmm. was if you kill one single person after we leave we will destroy we will annihilate you mm-hmm. we will come in and we will we will mm-hmm. blow you away mm-hmm. worse than anybody's ever experienced and and the thing with with Trump that that Biden does not have this is and and if you've listened to talk radio. Trump is the 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 guy with the twitchy eye that that says stuff and you don't know if he's telling the truth or mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. and you don't know how crazy he is mm-hmm. um but he has that twitchy eye and he makes those threats and honestly he he's done he did so many things mm-hmm. internationally that I didn't think he would be like a as international as he was but not to make it about Trump but but Biden seeing what he did and his response that does not give anybody any confidence in the international community. What America does mm. that we abandon people oh, no. that we abandon our own people. Um, can, you know, can, can England re- rely on us? Can anybody that has other forces that we, mm-hmm. that we support with? And you know, that you've been overseas with some of those mm-hmm. guys. Um, you know, that's, this, this makes us absolutely terrible. <clears throat> and who, who thinks that Biden is, as has is strong is a strong leader. No, Being in the does. Taliban, if you're in the Taliban, you're looking at Biden That's and him saying and him saying this stuff. Who in the Taliban is shaking in his boots? Nobody is. Well, and here's the thing: I'm not trying to say here. Okay, let's be realistic. How many presidents have we had since Afghanistan? Okay, yeah. let's go back. This is not even what this is about because this Afghanistan Afghanistan debacle. And I'm talking about the draw, the pull out from Afghanistan is completely on Biden. Yeah. Now, us being there for 20 years, of course, that's not on Biden because how many presidents have we went through? Right. And nobody wants, to, nobody's saying we need to be in <laughs> Afghanistan for the next 20, 30 years. No. <laughs> nobody wants, nobody, let's get this guy. I mean, you've been over there. Mm. You do not want, I'm, I honestly believe you, you do not want to be over there. No. You don't want to be involved in this. And, and no matter where you're siding with this, um, you know, if you're a libertarian, chances are you don't want to get involved internationally. Mm. Um, but y- yeah, we need to withdraw our troops out. But the way it happened was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was yes, a huge absolutely. mistake. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's dig into that for a second because I have some things about put yourself in the mind of fighting in a war for 20 
years. That that is not and and I said that even when I was over there back in 13. That it was not a war. It was a policing mission at that point. Mm. You can't be somewhere for that long. You're not in war. You're not constantly every day fighting for your life. You're not doing that because you're only reacting to things that happen. When you're like in legit war, it's you're on the front lines every day. Everybody is for the yeah. most part. And I'll tell you why we lost. We lost because of our ROE, number one, rules of engagement. If you know what that word means, ROE, and that is what we had when we went over there, was our rules of engagement. And those guys know us so well and have fought us for so long, they know our ROE. They know we cannot shoot at them or back at them until we get shot at. That's been around for a long time, unfortunately. And that's what causes the enemy to have a strong hold on you is when you don't can't you basically got to be hit and shot before you can even fight back. Yeah. And and, and it's it's urban warfare because so you you've got children, you've got kids, they're all involved. Everybody's involved, but but that does not make them all bad. There was many many good people over there that were innocent people, even men that did not fight. Half the time people did wrong that what they did is because they were threatened by the Taliban or the whoever else um, I can't think of them right now Al Qaeda Al Qaeda or any of them that we're going to kill your whole family if you don't help us yeah if you don't go plant this roadside bomb we're going to kill you and your family and all your kids and make them watch it and so we lost because of ROE of our rules engagement because when you can seek and destroy the enemy without any holds bar you put fear of God in those people. We lost because of leadership. I've seen it from my own self. And I'm sorry if you were an officer and you listening to this. I am not saying all officers are bad. But in this day and age and, and where I was, again, I don't think all officers are bad. So do not get offended by this, okay? But most of the officers that I seen didn't care anything about truly about their soldiers. It was all about career progression. That's all they cared about. The people that I worked with. Okay. Mm. That's it. Don't, don't count. I know there, there was some really good guys, really, they really cared. But as far as the leadership directly that I had, all they cared about is per career progression going from, uh, a butter bar to a first lieutenant and then to a captain and then to a major. That's all they literally cared about. Our, our, our uh, major over there, over our company, was throwing fits because we'd come back from missions with holes in the helicopter from bullets, yelling mm. at the pilots, yelling at the crew members, telling them, what, what are we doing wrong? What, what, are we, what are you talking about? We're in a war zone, dude. Yeah. Hello? Like, what do you, what do you, are you, you're a moron. Mm. And, 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 and this is coming from a guy, okay? All of us, most of us, the, the enlisted people were all had jobs, had, had done careers, had, had careers, all this stuff. We, we worked in the field at home. This knucklehead come right out of high school, Probably had his mom change his diapers all the way through high school, then go straight to college, never worked a day. Mommy and daddy pay for everything, gets a scholarship. Good for him. He's smart and has good grades. And then he goes right into commanding people when you don't have a flipping clue about life. Mm -hmm. Not a clue. Not a clue. 
So our leadership in us killed it. And I thought to myself, what has caused our leadership to be so bad? I, I've talked to some other guys. I talked to one of the guys at work. He was uh, he retired full, I think, twenty three years, and uh, he talked about how good his leader. He had good and bad ones. We all do. That's just like work, right? We have good and bad bosses and managers and yeah. this and that. Okay, but. What blows my mind is how these kind of guys are getting into leadership. Like, you shouldn't get promoted. It shouldn't be about points and about college degrees. It should be about common sense, leadership skills, and knowledge, right? Like, that's who should be leading the show. But no, they put these idiots in charge, and then it's it complete brings a complete disaster. And what I was looking back, like, what caused this? What brought? What brings a leadership? And it all goes back to my opinion, to the education system. Because you guys, you're getting these officers that are coming here, which are the leaders. I mean, you got the enlisted men once they get to a certain rank are in charge of so many. And then above that, then you got, they're in charge of so many. And just kind of, it's a nice system, right? That's meant to work very well. Yeah. But you get these officers and all they care about is this, this career progression and the education system that they go through whatever college it is, tells them how smart they are, tell them you will be the best leader, this rah, 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 sis, boom, ba junk. Mm-hmm. And then they go out and they have no real life experiences. And that's why any officer that I seen that was really good, I was like, man, oh, you were enlisted first. And I, and I don't want to get off on this tangent because, like I said, not everybody's like that. But I'm looking at all these reasons why we lost. Poor leadership. Bad ROE. The politicians, they're pulling these over here. They're the puppets. We're the puppets over there. They're over here on the state side, sitting in their lounge chairs, sipping on their tea, sipping on their martinis, sipping on their wine, pulling on these strings like we're puppets over there in ponds is that's what we are. Yeah. And what does it all have to do with money? Yeah. And coming from somebody who's on the outside <clears throat> that's never that's never served, um, just seeing things, it, it almost seems like when you get into those higher positions, just like I said, from outside position or outside spectator view, it seems like, it, it, to me, it seems like those higher positions like you're talking about, it can get a little bit political. And I, and it, it can, same way here, you, you know, you can get like sheriffs and whatever, mm-hmm. the, the higher ups guys that almost, they, they don't, they're not servants, they're not people mm-hmm. that serve or, or, you know, really what their positions should be. But they're more they're more political. They're more mm-hmm. a face, and they're they're in there for the politics. And it seems like I don't know. It seems like some of these you get some generals, and like I said, I guess I guess based on their background, whatever. Some of them are more. It seems like they're they're more of a politician. It seems like than yeah. than somebody who served and fought and maybe learned some things. And because you get these other guys that are you would think that were maybe like grunts, I guess, yep. and soldiers, and they come back with these this knowledge and this wisdom. And you're like, well, why, how, come, how come we can get that guy, you know, in the general that's that's all the you know, time giving and all the, the time there are good generals out there and yeah, oh, and them been selected to give, you know, insight and help to the president. But it seems like the <laughs> they can pick the, those that are more political and that'll they'll kind of bend to their the yeah. their will, whatever they want, the politicians. So uh, I don't know. And it seems like, like you said, the rules of engagement over there that were that were bound and um people flipping out on you, you know, for absolute stupid stuff. Yeah. And it just seems like it seems just seems all political. They're more worried about the, the money and what it costs That's or it. something than the soldier's yeah. life. 
about getting bullet holes when you're in a war zone in your aircraft and you're getting screamed at? And, and are you kidding me? And the average person does ha- they, we we have no idea what what goes on over there that mm. that kind of garbage. Yeah. And when you've been shot at, <laughs> and somebody's flipping out because there's holes in the thing that was protecting you. <laughs> yeah. That it's it's hard to believe. It is. Honestly, it's. Let me say this about leadership. And uh, Matthew twenty twenty seven. This is the word. Me and my dad talked about this a couple podcasts ago and brought up the word of God because that's the only truth in this world. The for sure, firm truth. Matthew twenty twenty seven says, And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. So what is Biden's job? What was Trump's job? What was Bush's job? What was Reagan's job? What was all these presidents' job? Obama. To be the servant of the people. And, and the problem, what these people think, whether they're, they're managers at Dutch Brothers or whether they're uh, the CEO of a big corporation, when people move up and rank, what they think is, I have more power and I have it easier and I make more money. In all reality, if you're a true leader, you actually, it's harder. It's more work. Yeah. It's more stress. It's more responsibility. Yeah. And you're more of a servant than you were when you were cleaning the toilets. Yeah. But people think the more power you get, the more power you get. No, it's called more responsibility you right. get. And I had learned that lesson a long time ago for myself. When you, the more that you take on you, the more you are, are responsible for. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I don't really want to be responsible for more. I feel no. like I got enough <laughs> on my plate, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, my company that I work with, I already know, like, I don't even know if I want to go to the next level because then I'm going to be I'm more responsible for the work that you oversee. Yeah. And then nobody wants to be over us and be the supervisor over us because those people aren't happy. Right. And they they don't, you know, they're on the clock 24-7. Yeah. You know, they got to pick up the phone when somebody calls. And yep. then they're managing all these people, you know, dozens of people. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's no desire for me. Right. Maybe some people, like I said, some people have that. Maybe they want more power over that or but whatever the, desire but they what have. They're, so, but if you were called to action and you needed to do it and they need a leader, you would probably, if you if felt, I felt right, like I you would step to, up to the plate. Yeah. If I want, if, yeah, if same as any person you feel like you, right. you, you pray that they would have that in them, that if they felt like they need to step up and do something about something, mm-hmm. then they would step up and take the responsibility. Exactly. And we've, and we've all been in those positions where... Right. Uh, you know, I'll do this. And I've been asked that, you know, we all get asked at work, can you do this extra work? You know, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll do this. And when it goes wrong, whose fault is it? Yeah, it's mine. Who should be the one raising their hand for saying, you know what? Don't blame it on them. They're under me. I take full responsibility. That's how the chain of command works. And that's what he's saying here in the scripture. It's saying, hey, whoever is chief, let him be your servant. And that is the issue with Biden. I brought that out to say this. The issue with Biden or any politician or you or me, but we're specifically talking about the debacle here, is Biden did not say, you know what? I take full responsibility. This was not a success. This was a failure on my part as a leader of our country. Instead, he says, it was a great success. (laughs) Let me me get your thoughts on this because... There, there's two different mindsets here because of because of Biden. He's either one, uh, he has no idea what's going on. I think a lot of times he has no idea what's going on. He's just being led 
and just give an ice cream whenever he gets into the helicopter or mm-hmm. something. Or <laughs> or or he actually he actually knows what he's actually aware of what he did. Right. And, you know, I, I don't I, I think a lot of times he has no idea what's going on. Sometimes he's sitting in a chair and people are you know, your reporters are yelling questions at him. He looks like a lost puppy. And yeah. And he's just like, Where's my ice cream? Yeah. You know, but I, in this, I, I I honestly think he he knows exactly what happened. Yeah. And you look you can look back whenever um whenever they killed Osama bin Laden or whatever happened with that. Um he was in the room. I mean, he, he was he he spent eight years as vice president right. through through Afghanistan. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, and and he, 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 he I, I forget about that sometimes. You yeah. know, like yeah, he, he was, was vice there. president. Yeah. So bottom line, take ownership of your mistakes, and that's a good reminder for me too. It's like when you mess up, when you do wrong, take that ownership of it, own that mistake, and do better. And that's what the thing is. <laughs> I mean, you see some of the people that went before, <clears throat> I think it was like Congress or the Senate um, and some of the generals, and they're wanting somebody to step up and be responsible. And that's the thing that's absolutely frustrating. Like soldiers died. What was it? More soldiers died in that in that mm-hmm. one bombing than with the last five years or 10 right. years or something like that mm-hmm. combined. Right. Um, and however many people, I mean, just just. Just the fact that we just handed the country back over to the Taliban mm-hmm. in the, 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 the manner that we did. And um, no, nobody is responsible. Nobody is responsible mm-hmm. for anything. Nobody has their hand up. I mean, not just Biden. Nobody down. There's nobody. Nobody is. <laughs> there's no repercussions for what happened. Mm-hmm. For such a sloppy job mm-hmm. and unbelievable what happened. Nobody, no, nothing happened. Right. No, it's just, it's just all gonna fall away. It's yeah. just, it's just gone. It's, it's no, gone. It never totally. happens. Totally. Whatever. It's their problem now. It's, it's literally like you said. It's gonna disappear. It will. It's not. And, well, and it's nobody, not even. Just, I mean, it's not even brought out now. Anyways, in the middle of it, it was way pushed down than yeah. what's going on, and it's not even over with yet. Like you said, no, no it's, it's not, not even over with. No. Do we not know how to win anymore? That's that's what was frustrating when I was over there, okay? I already knew when I went over there this had been going on for a long time. Honestly, I thought it was from what I knew, right? My knowledge of hearing things going on, I'm like, oh, it's I don't even know why we're going over there. We're, it's done. It was like, whoa, I got there. It's full steam ahead still. Yeah. I mean, maybe not in certain times of this whole deal was it as hot and heavy as it was when I was there or was less when I was there, but – let me let me let me throw this at you and see what you think here. Okay, how can we <clears throat> truly be in a war for twenty years? You can't. Why do we not win? Let's look at something. And I, so in mi- middle of Korea, the Korean War, they changed it to one year deployments and then you go home. Okay, think about this. We were nine months in country, three months training in uh, Texas for this and some other places. But before we went there. So we were only in country nine months. Bef- it, was that, it was that long. Huh? It was that long. You were there for nine months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Bef- uh, some guys still do 12 months. Some before that did. Uh, some guys were doing 15. Uh, even er- longer ago, it was almost two years. Guys were doing as it's progressed. It would get kind of less. Mm-hmm. But they changed that in the middle of Korea. Because... Prior to that, 
World War, World War II and further back. From then on in past history, from World War II backwards, we never left. Our soldiers never left until the war was won. Okay, think about that. Mm. How does that change your whole attitude and mindset just of the soldier alone to win? Oh, yeah. You know what you think? You're in it. You know what you think when you only have there for nine months? I just got to get through this nine months and go home. Yeah. Not saying that when we're over there, we were all doing our dead level best. Yeah. But in all reality, hey, we got to make this happen because I ain't going home until this war is over. Yeah. World War II, those guys were over there for a long time. Yeah. Never see. I mean, that's why, I mean. I think that changes the drive too. When you know you have a, a goal. Yes. When the goal is. You're gonna be here, <laughs> and there was no like achievement. Exactly. Of, of when we're when That's we do point. this, yeah. we're done. I mean, yeah. game over. We, we're going back home. And that wasn't just for the old grunts. That was for everybody. Yeah. The leaders, everybody, the bigwigs. Yeah. So think about that. Now you got these officers and these ones in command, and I'm talking way up the ladder. That no, they are there when World War II. They are there, there till this is over. Oh yeah, their kids are getting older. They're missing out on birthdays. They're missing out in their life. They, they, some a lot are dying. They're seeing men die all around them. Hey, we are gonna make this happen. And you know what? The little stinking pansies and the little, I, I, I can't use. <laughs> I want to use some <laughs> words. I'm trying to be nice. But the pansies is my gnarliest word I'm going to use okay. right now, okay? All right. The little daffodils and little... Okay. Okay, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Me you're giving me... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those guys fall away. Yeah. They fall away. Because they won't last or they're going to die and get killed or shot. But when you don't have anything, any mindset... Like I just said, and then you confirmed the same thing. That whole mindset, you don't have that there. Like we're in it till we win it or we die trying. Yeah. You you have no advancement, dude. There's no advancement. Nothing's gonna ha- nothing's really gonna happen because when you got somebody up in the high office making a decision, because they're sick and tired of being in 125 degree weather, they're sick and tired of getting shot at, they're sick and tired of seeing their friends die. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make the call. Go kill those guys. Right. Go take them out. You know, and but now it's like, well, you know, I've only been, I'm only going to be in country for two more months, and I'm just about to get promoted to lieutenant <laughs> colonel. And if I do this and they slap my hand, then I go down in rank and I go down in pay. And when I go back stateside in two months, then I'm, I'm going to be demoted. See that? Yeah. You see how that works? That's why we aren't winning anymore. You know, and here's another thing. You lose continuity, too. So if you've watched any war movies at all, you see these guys, and when the new guy comes in, because these other guys have been fighting and dying by each other for a year and a half, two years, you know, or whatever, and you get this new fresh blood in, how do they treat him like garbage? And it's not because they don't really technically like the guy, because we're all brothers in arms. Yeah. It's the fact that they haven't seen the hell that these guys have seen. They haven't lost the friends that they have lost, and they're all coming in gung ho like, "Let's get the bad guys," you know. Right. And so that sep- that continuity is not there with those guys, but the continuity that is there is these guys have been through thick and thin, and they become like one moving unit. 
Right. Right. And and I can I can relate that to my personal military experience. But I just I I worked with those guys for nine well twelve solid hard months. It was amazing how we were from day one to when we went home. Our continuity, and our our skill, and our drive, and our mindset. We didn't have to tell each other what to do. We didn't have to confirm. We knew. Just like here in the medevac, even on the civilian side, doing stuff, it's like when we get that new person, we're just like, it just feels like even though we know what we're doing, them in the mix, now you're worried about them not walking into the tail road or doing something stupid. So it throws you into kind of a, it throws you out of whack a little bit. Yeah. And so in this war is when guys are leaving and coming and going and coming and going, there's never, you don't build that continuity and that power up. Well, it, I guess you can relate to almost like a like a marriage because you guys are in it, and you guys yeah. you have each other's back, and you know it, it's it's the experience that you guys go through. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know which half of the things that you've seen and gone through, but you know it the hardness it, it'll bring you together, especially mm-hmm. when you guys are oh. you know you're on a team, yeah, and it's not going out and playing paintball and you're on a team you have one goal. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some things you guys been through and some hard yeah. times, yeah, and and like I said, you bring in somebody new that hasn't experienced that, and you kind of have to get them up to that up to speed almost. Yeah. Because until and it's almost like there's no skin in the game yet, so you you got to get in. And once yep. when you do experience that That's with each other with anything, once you get this, once you've experienced that, and you got blood on the line, mm-hmm. and you realize how it is, mm-hmm. you know, like I, my trying to understand what you what mm-hmm. you're saying here yeah. is that that's 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 the that's a big deal. And that's the literal thing I wrote down, skin in the game. I literally, right. that was my last little bit of notes is World War II. And before that, it was for your country. Yeah. And, and, and when we fight and when people fight, soldiers fight today, it still is for your country. I'm not saying it's not. But when I say it was for your country, I'm not just talking about the soldiers. I'm talking about the people at home. The men, the women, the husbands, the wives, the daughters, the kids, like everybody, they all had to pay a price. They were rationing things. It was, it was involved. It was highly involved yeah. with everybody. And everybody was in the fight. Now, there's literally no skin in the game, just like you said, and money is all that matters. Mm-hmm. It's it, it literally is all about money. It, people, companies are becoming filthy, multi- rich millionaires because of this war over the last 20 years people have become so filthy rich uh i mean i don't i'm not even gonna try to name off weapons weapons mm-hmm. and people getting these government contracts it's employed and give people millions of dollars millions and millions of dollars oh yeah think about this i think the year that i was over there i made twenty seven thousand dollars we you're not even living you you're not mm-hmm. i and and depends and i and we were renting, and thank God our landlord was giving us very fair uh, a rental. And I never asked him. He, out of the goodness of his heart, he dropped our rent down while I was on that deployment. I know people helped Sarah out while I was gone, the, the girls. But um, what was I saying? Where was I going with that? Oh, and as I was over there, and this is nothing against them. And trust me, I've thought about going over there as a civilian contractor to work in the past. I used to think that. So I'm not making them sound bad at all. I'm happy for them that they can make money. And it, it takes nothing away from the soldiers. But 
think of this. I'm just trying to bring a picture to all of our minds is how much money is involved. There was firefighters on the airfield where we were at in Farah. You can go look it up. If anybody wants to go look it up, I got to sneeze. Hold on. There's another one. There it is. Oh, <laughs> strike three. Oh, oh. and it got <laughs> scared. Um, there was firefighters there that were on the airfield because it's an airfield, and in case anything crashed, they were ready to go go put the plane out, the helicopter, whatever. They uh, one of the firefighters there told me specifically. I, they never did a thing. He told me himself. The firefighter talked to me. He said, "We haven't done a thing. I've been here for like a year and a half or two, and of choice." They're not forced, right? But he's making so much stinking money. He is making like two hundred and fifty thousand plus a year. Wow. Hmm. And I overhear little E four Titus Headings twenty seven thousand. Yeah. And and he didn't. He wasn't proud saying that because I yeah. asked. I go. What? I'm just out of curious. And he didn't want to say because I think he kind of has some common sense and knows like the American soldiers getting. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's go. Let's go ahead and pay. The, and it's, this is not about me, so when you see me get worked up, it's not about, like, I'm so mad I didn't make more money because we chose to do it. Yeah. My point is it makes me sick to my stomach to see these NBA players, these football players, all these stinking people taking a knee, disrespecting the flag, going doing these things and griping about it when they're making – millions of dollars mm -hmm. i like i literally want to snap oh, yeah, i literally so want to scream yeah. and knock these idiots out like literally like put my hands around their stinking throat and knock them out because mm. it's like how can you at the country that you get to be in and make the money because you can shoot a stupid basketball think that you have the right to talk like your country like this and say we don't fight for you let me tell you something when we were overseas do you think i seen a difference in color do you think it made a difference to me if you're from Puerto Rico, from Nicaragua, or South Africa? No stinking matter. Yeah. We fought together. I never have cared what color your skin is. Yeah. Ever. And to say this white privilege garbage, I, I'm, we can get off on a whole nother tangent here because this all involves this. Yeah. This stupid woke thing. Give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah. And now you know what? And I can line up all my Mexican, Portuguese, and black friends up here and my white friends in here right now, and they would say the same thing I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, who are these? You know what it is? It's the stinking media. It's the politicians. It's not, oh, it's the libs. It's the conservatives. It's the uh, Democrats. It's the, No, no, no. It's a whole different level that we're dealing with here, guys. Literally a different level. We we see on such the surface level of mm -hmm. what truly we think, because that's what they want us to think. They want us to hate each other. Okay, who gives a care? We don't agree on everything. Right. We're still friends. We're family now. Yeah. It, we don't agree on everything, but we can have civilized conversation, and we can disagree without hating each other. Same with, with the Republicans and Democrats. Long, long time ago, they could do the same thing, and they would get in those rooms, smoke their cigars, and drink their brandy, and fight and argue, and still be friends. But today, what they have done is turned the American people on themselves. And the unfortunate thing is, most Americans are in the center aisle where they will have a conversation. Whether yes, they, they, totally. Whether or not they disagree. Yes, because I mean, we all have family and friends that 
that do disagree that may be on the other side of the aisle. And then you will have these fringe people that are on the other side that we see videos about that are just absolutely nuts. Yeah. That flip out because somebody didn't have a mask on and they do a video and they're crying right. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or they're just, they're, they're cussing somebody out because whatever stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, you know, the absolute racist person and uh, racist, there's racists out there. Yes. I'm not saying there's not it, it, but not every white person's a racist. Right. Or they're not. I mean, saying every white person's racist is racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you. you and it, it literally the, is the fact that you can't. I mean, is is judging somebody by the color of their skin. Mm. It's not. It's regardless of their white, black, brown. Don't matter. It's it's judging somebody by the like, the color of their skin. And, and honestly, with this woke the woke thing, I mean, we're totally kind of on a whole tangent here now. But is <laughs> the fact that like this last year seemed like they're canceling Martin Luther King. Um, when you're canceling Martin Luther King Jr. and you'd rather judge people by the color of their skin than the content of their character, you'd totally flip the script on you know mm-hmm. what he said. Mm-hmm. Is it's you know you're you go down the wrong path once you've done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may not have to agree with everything that he's done, but the fact that what he said is true, and yeah, it's just absolute garbage. And like I said, we kind of hit a little tangent there. I did have that. The, this clip I wanted to play. Okay, yeah. And I guess it. your uh, your thoughts on where this is where this is going to. I don't know if you wanted to. Well, I guess we can still have some time, huh? Yeah. So, I I could preface this here. This is this is I haven't seen this movie, but I heard about this this movie the the clip from this movie, and this movie is it's called Lions for Lambs. Like I said, I never seen it. Um, is it your phone turned all the way up? Because sometimes when you plug it in, it wants to turn it down. Um. <clears throat> this movie was came out in 2007. So okay, yeah, you were F- FYI. Yeah. So 2007. Think about think that. about that. How about a strategy to bring the troops home? So leave. That's not an option. Okay, let's uh, let's play this out. We walk. Afghanistan reverts back to the Taliban. Only now the Taliban has metastasized into something infinitely more vicious and potent because they're now 2-0 versus superpowers. They butcher the people who helped us, who voted, who were stupid enough to put their faith in our word. So call it not only the end of hope for tens of millions of Afghans, but the end of American credibility. The end of America is a force for righteousness in the world. When did America and when we're forced become, to go back in a couple of years, and please quote me on this, will be squared off against a shattered Iraq, a hopeless Afghanistan, and a nuclear Iran. How many troops are we going to need then? I guarantee you'll be adding some zeros. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, you, I mean, dude. How, how do you think that... It was funny is people people knew it back then. Like, you could... Yeah. You could Even you could, a writer could, in Hollywood. You could, you could play it out. Yeah. And I'm sure they got people that, like, what are your thoughts? You know, maybe it's like some... Uh, military experts like that, like they wanted to be realistic to their mm. script or something, and they played the scenario out. <laughs> and lo and behold, uh, sixteen years later, no, it's not sixteen years later, uh, 13, 14, 14. 14 years later, um, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It's like all I had to do was watch the movie. Yeah, they sure, watch know the movie. But I'm I'm wondering, do you think we're going to end up being going back there because of something that happens? And honestly, what? The reason why we did go over there was not just that because they attacked us and they what they did on 9/11 right. 
but we were going to end we were going to end terrorism because this is we, we were going to track down the root of terrorism and end it right that was supposedly right why we went over there um but since we've pulled back and then obviously they're they're still there mm. you know and how, doing exactly so- what that said yeah exactly literally butchering those people now i'm wondering how soon will it be will it be years you know will it will it be months you know i, I <laughs> I don't and, even. and I'm hoping that if if we have four years of you know after his whatever I don't even know if he'll last a year um, or if you have four years of whoever's next Kamala or whatever um, you know they obviously could see they could see who's in charge and who's going to be calling the orders who's the, the who the commander in chief is they know that they're not going to be put there's no fight right here mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want. But I, Iran has always been the lurking giant, in my opinion, in the background. Because they're way smarter, way more powerful, way more qualified to fight. And I, we're fortunate that we haven't been involved with them yet. Yeah. And I think that it is funny how he says about Iran in there because, see, the difference, the Afghan fighters over there are... They're just, um, how do I say that? They just don't care. They don't, I'm not going to say they don't fear. Yeah. I, I I mean, every, well, I, I don't know how to say that. They just, that's their one goal in life. That's their, their desire is to kill the American. They hate the Americans. They chant that. Mm-hmm. They'll be, they're in our country yelling that burning the flag in our country yeah. right in the United States those people are burning the flag in the United States and saying uh death to America yeah. death to Americans you I can pull up actual f- live footage right Minnesota they've had it up there those guys up there my friend was a cop in the Twin Cities he said it was the most unbelievable and if you haven't heard that episode you guys go back and look back man I wish I remember what episode that was it's actually mind-blowing, the stuff. I don't even know if we got into the stories of that stuff, but um, he uh, – I got so many stuff pulled up here. Like, I kind of want to tell you, though, because you would probably want to go listen to that, and you probably ain't going to want to go back and, like, look. Let me look real quick. Um, that's got – has to be in – so here's dates. Um, no, that's not that one. That's back to civilian life. Anyways, he was, I'll find it here in a second, but he was, uh, he was a cop there and, uh, a lot, it has, it is very Muslim in that area. And mm. again, I'm not, so, I don't even want to go down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm better. I, I'm, I don't have enough knowledge to go down that road, but when I, I guess when I'm saying Muslim, so I'm saying that the kind that wants to kill Americans. Yeah, yeah there okay. is a, yeah. And I don't, I don't okay, know if so, it's, it's, it's yeah. like, was it Islam or? Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah it's, I, we're not professionals on. No, I'm not trying to even go down that there road. Is an, there is an extremist sect of, yes. of a religion that is, you know, that wants Sharia law and, and they mm-hmm. want, uh, you know, like you said, death to America. And, you know, we're just uh, infidels and, right. you know, and, you know, they, they have their religious belief that what they're doing is is right and just yep. it is literally they're i mean this they're convinced of this thing and you know it, that it is it is it's true it's just, like i said there's 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 extreme sides and that these people will not get along with just the any regular person right um 
white, black, don't matter. Yeah. Um, it's just their mindset and their religion, their belief. Yeah. And I mean, and, I mean, and that's what the the Quran the Quran says, Quran, Quran, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but that's what that says. I mean, there, there's a lot, I, and I am, I'm not going to say, and I've read a bunch of, but I have read some of it specific parts because of people have said things, and I've confirmed myself. Episode 47. So if you want to go listen to my buddy, we were in Afghanistan to get together. Actually, I lied. That's him. We're talking about flying Blackhawks in Afghanistan, and that gets pretty gnarly on that episode, too, because we're talking about our experiences over there, and I don't really want to get into those stories again. So if you want to hear that stuff, go check it out. And by the way, you can listen to, if you would, please subscribe to the MBM Show YouTube channel, even if you don't want to watch or listen to on there and you like Spotify or Apple Podcasts better or Stitch or whatever you listen to, but please go subscribe. We're trying to get to a thousand on there, so we'd appreciate it if you could. Let me. Oh, there it is. Uh, episode sixty nine. Um, it's called Training Day Life. Life on the uh, streets as a cop, and uh, it's my my buddy uh, Matt Conley. He has a crazy. He has that yeah, really deep voice. Yeah, man. I remember yeah. That. <laughs> he's he's and he's really. I need to call him up and have him on here again and. There was so much stuff we didn't talk about that he's told me. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I, ever since this happened, I was wondering like, well, yeah, it, for, for a regular person, a regular civilian that never, never served in, in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I really hated what happened mm-hmm. and really disagree with everything that's gone down. I don't think anybody ref, uh, left, right or center did not agree with right. what happened. Right. Um, but I, w- I was curious of, of how you, somebody who was actually over there, who like knew these people, who was, you know, you, you spent nine months of your life over there, mm-hmm. um, where you were coming from. Obviously, I mean, people watching could see the passion. They could hear the passion um, from that. And I, I, I think every, everybody that I've heard that has served over there mm-hmm. is just, it has that, they have that same passion. Mm-hmm. That they're just, they can't believe um, that what, what's, what's going down. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's some that that openly said, "Yeah, I voted for Biden, and now I really regret my decision." You mm-hmm. know, after saying, you know, seeing what happened, because they they can't they can't understand why would you why would you go out like this? Yeah, like it was no matter who you are. Yeah, you're doing it to your own people, your own countrymen. Like, why are you doing that? Right. It's like you know? it's like if your house was was about to be under attack, and you leave with all the guns, and you leave your daughters and your wife here. Yeah. And you know your house is fixing to be raided by, mm. by some evil people. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you do that? You right. get them out first, men and women and children off the boat first. You know, get them out, get the civilians out. Yeah, I mean, how hard was it to do something like that and just pull out? Yeah, I mean, it hacks me off. You know, as you can very well see. I mean, the whole thing that the whole thing did, and and that's the thing is why this didn't stir me up any more than anything else so to speak, because the whole thing's been so jacked. I was already so mad and hacked off back when I was there. Yeah. Eight years ago. So almost nine now. Actually, February will be, uh, I've been home for nine years. And it feels just like yesterday. Unfortunately, I don't even like the feelings of being there and doing that. Um, but it's it's like leaving there then was like what's the point and before i even went there they, the men that i would watch stuff and documentaries and stuff and that their whole mindset was like why are we here yeah we're not winning 
We're not searching and destroying. We're sitting here like stinking fish in a tank. And a, and, and a uh, <clears throat> fish in a, why can I not think of that term? Fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. Um, Restrepo. And I, I'm not going to try to condone these. I apologize. There is a lot of foul language in these. But that's a true documentary. It's the most depressing thing. And I'm, that's why I'm like really not pushing anybody to go watch that. It's a literal live documentation and video of this these guys' year deployment. Is it Restrepo? I think it's Restrepo. I you don't I won't ever watch that again. I'll tell you right there. And the reason I won't, and there that's not the only one. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, Restrepo's one of them. Basically, what it was is uh Lima Company, 3rd Battalion, 25th Marines, was deployed to uh Iraq. This was in 2005. And it's basically their story. So anyways, there's a couple like this. They ain't the only ones. But they were fishing a barrel. For what? I mean, they did their job. A lot of them died. And I was so depressed after watching that because it was after I had been got back. It brought all the emotions back, all the feelings of being there. And I didn't go through anything what those guys did. And it's like... Okay, there is a part of you that just being in war is going to affect you in some way or another, right? Yeah. It's just bottom line. But the part that affects you that doesn't have to be there is the part where you have a mission and you can accomplish it, not just surviving. That's all these guys were literally doing. They were in this hole, and the Taliban is on everything just every day shooting on them. How do you come back home normal from that? Mm. How do you come home normal from that? You can't. Yeah. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, can happen to anybody. That has been made to be a military thing because they have dealt with it the most. Right. But you can have PTSD and never have been in the military, never have done It's just post-traumatic stress right. syndrome. You get in a bad car accident, I've gotten a helicopter crash, and I thought I was going to die. I thought it was over with. And the sounds that I heard as I'm going through this helicopter crash... I can still almost hear this. I can hear it today. If I close my eyes and think, I can literally hear those same sounds. Just, I can't explain it to you. Yeah. Or a car accident. I don't know if you've been in, in the car. James has been in a gnarly. I, I asked James. He'll tell you. He can still hear those sounds and oh, yeah. have those feelings, right? That's PTSD. So me saying that I I did have some PTSD from Afghanistan is not because I want some money from it or I need want some sympathy from it. It was just things that I dealt with over there, I still can feel, deal with today, yeah. right? So do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. I'm not trying to make it sound like nothing special. People deal with this all the time. Think about these little kids that get abused and molested, PTSD, the rest of their stinking lives yeah. because some idiot did something to him. So one of the things I dealt with was, uh, and I've told this before, not on here, but um, when we would get... Um, rocketed into the base when we were inside the wire or inside the compound these this certain tone it was only that i've never heard it anywhere except there okay before i went this tone would go off which was letting you know it was these sensors that was reading rockets to, that were coming inside mm. so when we got to afghanistan there was a bunch of these little um anybody's there that you're listening right now you know exactly what i'm talking about bunkers i'll call them bunkers but they weren't underground they were above ground but they were really super thick concrete 
sidewalls and a top. Okay. Whatever. But the thing is, in all reality, unless you were standing right by it, once those things went off, there's no way you had time. And so when you first get there, like the newbie you are, you, what was that? What was, oh, it's, you know. And then after a little while, you laugh at it. It's a joke, right? Oh, here they come. You know, in all reality, you like you could die. <laughs> really. Hmm. The odds of it aren't very good, but it, you could. I, I know I have a couple friends that it, the our rockets landed right, you know, 100 yards from the tent and blew up, you know. I had one guy who knew it, the, rock, uh, the rocket came inside and never blew up, and it was right by his tent. Wow. Think about that. Anyways, but those tons would go off. It never affected me, never bothered me. After a while, we'd laugh and joke about it. The closest I ever been to one was like where it hit and it exploded was like 150 yards. I was out. We were working on the helicopter. Came in. And we're like, oh, here we go. Where is it? Boom. You know, and it's like, ah, ah, you missed. Okay. That's just the dark humor you do have technically. Right. But it was all fine and dandy over there. When I came home, I had been home for a couple months. I was in the garage. The garage door was open. We have a high school right by our house. And uh, I was doing something with Rocky, I think. He was – did I even have Rocky then? Maybe I didn't. That's, no, I didn't have Rocky. Duh. What am I saying? That was seven years – when I got back, that was almost eight years ago. So now I didn't have Rocky. Rocky's only four. I don't know what I was doing in the garage, cleaning or something. And before I knew it, these tones go off at the high school. Before I knew it, I was uh, – this is embar- almost embarrassing, honestly, because I don't know – I never even did that over there. Mm. I don't know why I did that. But I was literally almost having a panic attack. My heart was beating out of my chest so bad. I could feel my neck just like, and all those senses came back. And I actually was down on my hands and knees before. And I was like, what are you doing, you idiot? You know, down there. And heart's peeing on my chest. And I'm like realizing like, what are you doing? But somewhere in my subconscious, that sound brought me straight back to Afghanistan, mm. even though it never bothered me over there. Right. It affected you. It just affected me somehow, yeah. right? So and I, it still goes off, and that doesn't bother me for years, but it's just weird how something in your brain, any of our brains, something can trigger, like you smell something, oh, yeah. and it can take you back to your childhood, right? It's just crazy how the brain works, but... So these guys, that's just a little, that ain't nothing compared to what these guys are driving. Like the guys I felt sorry for, I'm sorry for going on and on, but the guys I felt sorry for, one of them was for the army. Guys was the combat engineers because they were all they were doing every day, all day. Sleeping in the same clothes for two weeks, sleeping in, sleeping in the MRAPs and the Humvees and just driving down roads when any minute a roadside bomb can go off. Can you imagine just driving up and down? The stinking roads. How do you, how can you ever rest? How can your brain ever relax? Right. And those, and I'm sure that affects them when they, when they're driving here. How can you just, dude, you you see something on the side of the road on 99? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have so many stories of guys swerving. Yeah. Like thinking it's something that just maybe a loud bang, something hitting their window, a rock hitting the window. And just completely snap. You know, that's got to affect them. Oh, dude. And, and, the, the thing, and so that was a very, very long story and illustration to bring my point across is how this is affected and what is done to people. That di- is, it is part of war, but 20 years. Yeah. Think about it, Michael. 
How long was World War II? Do you know the exact like four or five years? Well, like, at least for us. Well, I'm not. I'm not a history. I'm sorry no. that I don't. I'm not better. Maybe yeah, you can look that up real only, quick. It seems like it was only a few years though. I thought it was, and how horrendous that was, right? But that was a that was a one generation of soldiers, a one generation of men, right? Yeah, six like, years. Six years. Okay, yeah. that was that that window, that six year window. So, okay, so say if these guys get in when they're uh, 18, and now we're four years in, okay, those guys are 22, that next group, that when that started, were only 14 years old, and now they got in, and they still spent two years in, so you got a couple groups of people getting in, right, Mm -hmm. spread out, if you want to spread it out like that, 20 years. I think about this, too, is, talking about being disconnected, is... We went in there uh, from 2001, and I'm, there's got to be people that are enlisted that are overseas, that were overseas in Afghanistan, that weren't even born when 2000, when September 11th right. happened. Think about it. The, you can't be any more disconnected from what why you're over there, I don't <laughs> exactly. think. Exactly. I, I remember where I was that morning. I was yeah, me get too. ready for school, and one hits there, and then... That that day at school, it was just quiet. It was terrible. We man. did like a moment of silence, moment of prayer. I it thought we just... didn't even have school that day. I thought well, it was... I was in. Oh, I you went, were. I was here at school. I wasn't in our. our oh, okay, okay, yet, okay. So. Yeah, we. They ended up, dude. That was the most depressed. I remember right yeah. where I was standing. Yeah. It was the most depressing day. Yeah. Yeah, like what? So what was it like there? What all day was it? Just like super yeah, it just, somber. It was yeah, somber. No solemn. cell phones. No, it, they, yeah, yeah, we didn't we didn't have cell phones. I mean, we weren't connected like that back then. And, you know, I'm sure I didn't know anybody that personally, but I got to know that there was somebody who had some, you know, somebody who was enlisted, mm-hmm. you know, some dad or something like that had to have been enlisted at the time, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, so, and I, I know at that moment, too, there was people my age, a little bit, a little bit older, you know, they wanted to enlist. They wanted to go fight. Oh, dude. Yeah, because, instantly. you know, I, I, mean, I was uh 17 years old so you know but you can get in when you're 17 if your your birthday is on the right date you can go do training and then when you turn 18 then you can finalize yeah that or uh, that's how i've seen them do that so i'm sure that people that i knew i'm sure they oh yeah they enlisted at the time and how many you know how many died yeah in that first stint several years of time yeah because like you said the last uh what'd you say that was the most that died in five years. The last five more than more than had died in the last five years. I, being yeah, I forgot what the statistic is, but it's like we we had really haven't been losing. We were really losing pe- many people. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really rare for somebody to die over there. It seemed, and yeah. there was more people that died in that explosion than I forgot how, how many years it was. But it was like it was unnecessary. It was really unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Have you ever? Did you ever watch any of those? The parents little. Uh, the uh, well, there was several, but I've watched a few of the parents talking about it. It was just nothing but oh yeah, hate and disgust for why this. Ha- I mean, yeah. Well, and one thing too is, and he kind of have to get on bite on that again too is like because he addressed something and he was meeting with the the, the parents. They didn't want to. A lot lost. of them didn't even want to. I don't think a lot of them. Sure, a lot of them didn't. And then some that did. He kept on saying, "I know what you're going through because I lost Bo." Whatever. Are you <laughs> it's kidding? Like, first of all, Bo he did not die overseas. He died from like cancer or something. He served, but he came back and he died from cancer or something. And it's like, oh you have goodness. no idea. 
And you were, I mean, they were pretty ticked. And a lot of the parents were saying all they could do is put it back on himself. And we all know those people that just like they can't, they can only, they can only talk about yeah. themselves, right? That's what he did. And that's exactly what he did. And I mean, for these, for these, for me to know that I lost my child unnecessarily right. because of some man's decision, yeah. And then you're trying to say, um, you know how I feel, yeah. You don't even talk to me. Yeah, don't even. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would be. I. I won't even tell you how upset I would be. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's. I, I can't understand it. I mean, I really, I really hope that. I mean, something, something happened with it. I guess you. Could, we all just hope and pray. But I mean, what hope is there? You, yeah. you see how everything's are gone. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. And it's it's mind blowing to even think that we still have as long as we have left for this. It's like how can it mean it just Yeah. I I do not say the word depressed, but it is depressing. Yeah. It's like three more years of this? Yeah. Like how is that even possible? Like how can we how can we even be afloat still? Right. You know? It's like I don't I don't I I must say this two ways. I thank God I'm not in the military still, but I feel so horrible. For the people that are still, yeah, I yeah, can't I, I, and I think that's you, you hear things, and I think it's becoming a different creature. You talk about the woke, you know, mm-hmm. garbage, and that is that has made its way into the military, yeah, and it's really unfortunate mm-hmm. because I know you didn't deal with all that, that garbage, and it, it's to to get that in the military when the military has has their their, their own problems. There, there's a goal that in the military, right. I mean, I mean, you're not looking for the woke. You're looking for those that that will have integrity and mm-hmm. perseverance, and and you know have the that want to take have responsibility over their actions and and somebody who you can trust. And when you made about all this other garbage, that this is who we want. No, no, no. no. We want people that are that that can fight that um, that you can rely on in in the field. Yeah. And I don't know. There's. I guess you could, you could probably could do another episode on that, but I don't know if you've seen those commercials with the, like the CIA talking about my identity and um, I, I, you know, what all this other garbage mm. in there. But the commercial for some of this garbage is unbelievable. Oh, for all that stuff. For like the CIA mm. and then, you know, uh, it's really not, I mean, I remember watching like the commercials for like the Navy SEALs and stuff like that. You see the guys mm. coming out of the water and, mm-hmm. You know, and it, you knew if you wanted to be a Navy SEAL, you had to be one bad man pajama. Right. You know, and that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you if you're. You oh, know, really? So they're putting, that's literal advertisements now that are just kind oh, of. Yeah, yeah. They they basically have gone woke, the military. You're kidding. Not only a certain section, but it's. It's it's out there, yeah, and I mean, there's plenty of videos and stuff like that. I where seen asking, one video that was insane, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about what was being said in that. And well, and they've even some of the people, you know, in whatever the center, they were addressing people, and then they're asking how if they were generals wherever they were, but they're asking if this if they were reading these books and stuff like that, these woke books, and you know they weren't commenting on it or saying they were negative against it or anything like that. They didn't want to <laughs> speak yes. against it. So. Boy, isn't that the perfect thing they can do is destroy our military? From within. Yeah. Destroy our own military. Because they would love that. They would love to have a bunch of drones doing what they say and not question it. That's another thing. Think about that. That's another thing, too. That's scary. The drones. (laughs) The the drone strike that we had. I don't know if you heard about that. The drone strike that we had did because we thought there was somebody in the Taliban somewhere. Yeah. And then it came out that we just drone struck uh, whoever. 
yeah. some random civilians. Right. And but they never talked about that though. No, some guy did. He came up and said, "I'm I'm taking well, responsibility I mean, like, for this," but nothing happened. Right, that's what I'm saying. Guy, never, yeah, we just killed a dozen people, and there were, there were some children in there, by the way. Yeah. Oh well. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> oh, man. just our point for this whole thing is, don't watch the media. <laughs> Me and my dad talked about media propaganda, on like whatever that episode was, yeah. and it's just like. You, you're just hurting. Even if you don't believe it, it's just not good to go in your brain. Yeah. Just don't put it in there, yeah. you know? You start wondering things. It's not conspiracy theory. This is real life stories. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Experience I've seen for myself. You know what I mean? It's like, man. But I don't know. Maybe we call that. Do you got anything else specifically, or should we call that a day on the on this episode? Yeah, we got to lighten it up next episode. <laughs> no, no, we do yeah. something. I mean, I mean, like just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we are. Stay tuned, Michael. We're gonna do uh, an episode if if you any waterfall hunters are even on this. <laughs> <laughs> are you there still? <laughs> Hello. Tech, tech, hey, let me. Hello. Testing. One, two, three. Cricket sound effects here. <laughs> uh, scared everybody off, but um. We're going to talk about Michael's uh, season last year. Uh, we did an episode with him before the season last year and getting into it. And then he did some pretty cool stuff and some pretty neat things happened. So we'll bring that. And you, and you still haven't done your Trump. In pers- we need some impersonations to start rolling. Into some you, get, you got too hot and heavy in this no, episode. I know. You this started one, out. This so I was like, a, no, this I was going to come one. in a little bit. But I was like, no. <laughs> no, this one was it for later. <laughs> 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 we'll save it. You just surprised us, Michael. But. <laughs> Anyways, well, guys, thank you for listening. And, oh, let me say this by closing out. I try to do this when you guys take the time to write these up. I really, really appreciate it. So on Apple Podcast, I've always been saying iTunes. It's not iTunes. This whole for podcast. 100, 141 who's, episodes. Or who, <laughs> who's using iTunes anymore? Because I was saying that's where you could find you it, but it's yourself. not. It's Apple Podcast. And did they change that? Because it used to be iTunes, right? No. It never was, no. huh? No. We're talking to the guy. <laughs> we're talking to the guy that knows a lot of this yeah. stuff. So, uh, uh, what was I? What was I even doing here? Now you got me all mailbag. Your mailbag. Oh, oh, oh. so here, here it is, right here. Uh, I think, but it says uh, five stars. Great podcast. Great listen for duck hunters or just red blooded Americans. That's a new one. And from, then that was from a Joyd Mac, right? Yep. Sounds like a really awesome guy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then the newest one, which was on Tuesday, uh, was five stars. Said, wonderful presentation. As a fellow duck hunter from a neighboring state, Idaho, it is great to hear dudes with the same values as myself, as well as the group of people I hunt with. Keep up the good work. That was from Naylor Law. I know the names aren't always represent what the real name is, but Naylor Law. Thank you for writing in and giving us a review on... Apple podcast. So <laughs> if you're out there listening and you're on a droid, or uh, do they still make droids, Michael? I don't even know if they do. I, that I don't know. Just Android. On. On Android. So Android or whatever you're on listening to, whatever platform, thank you so much, guys, and we will see you on the next one. We're excited. Let's go, man.